Hello, good afternoon, and welcome to ESPN Quick Info Stump Mike. I'm Karthik Iyer. Listener speaking to you on Monday, May the 30th. Two days out from the final of the Women's T20 Challenge in Pune, and with me to look at Supernovas winning the title, and what is possibly the last time this tournament is going to be held in its current iteration is Anisha Ghosh. Hey, Anisha, it's been a long time. Welcome. Thank you very much, Karthik. It's good to be back here and talking women's cricket again. The women's T20 challenge in specific. Hmm. It is. How have you been? I'm good. Thank you very much. Currently in Mumbai, uh, back from Pune, where I had been covering the women's T20 challenge and a bit of a stint in Dubai earlier as well. But yeah, good to be back in Mumbai and uh, gearing up to be part of this conversation. Anisha, you say you're in Mumbai, right? And and I find it hard to believe. because you sound like there are birds chirping around you you sound like you're in a very green area and that is not the 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 cement city that i know isn't that great you know it comes at a good time where uh, uh, a documentary on uh, birds chirping has made it to the top jury award at the cannes film festival so mm, good timing good timing indeed i think someone who's jealous of you and who's with you on with you with you on this podcast today is sudarshan sudarshan good afternoon welcome welcome and the only green thing around me seems to be a building that's that's uh, that's close by so that i'm <laughs> not envious i must say painted green yeah yeah oh, oh, but the best part is you won't know during the monsoons because it it could either be moss or it could be the paint right like after a few months when it starts raining it's either slip, slippery or that that's intentional by the building but anyway enough enough about mumbai we we're all here we love this city and we're here to talk about the women's t20 challenge it ended on saturday with supernovas winning the title once again onisha you were in pune give us your first thoughts I think uh, just the fact that velocity shelled as many chances as they did in that vital game uh, came back to bite them in what could have led them otherwise to their maiden title in the tournament but really Deandra Dotton what a delight to watch she was in phenomenal form across all three departments played uh, a knock for the ages helped you know supported beautifully by, by Priya Punia the her fellow opener and with the ball too she was very good and she bowled a maiden in a t20i game which literally broke the back of velocity's chase and uh, specifically the confidence of one of their inform uh, batters who played a blockbuster innings only uh, a few hours ago that was kiran navkire kept barraging her with a slew of back of a length deliveries and there was little that velocity on navkire could come up with in terms of a response it was a good game overall with uh, close to 9000 people being in attendance at the maharashtra cricket association stadium and this being the first ever ticketed edition of the women's t20 challenge in what is likely one hopes um the last edition of this three team four match competition it was a it was a great atmosphere to soak in to watch quality cricket with Sophie Eccleston doing what she does best with the ball uh, in tight situations yeah overall it was a box office performance uh, from both teams in terms of making the title clash of the tournament as enthralling it was yeah so tell me one thing onisha velocity in this final they won the toss they put supernovas in was was that the right decision because velocity were chasing even in their previous game the must the must reach 161 against the trailblazers 
That's right. At the end of the day, they did end up losing that game. I know they reached the final, but was this a good, good, good call for them? It's potentially down in part to how Deepthi Sharma, their new captain, functions. She obviously said that uh, there was a bit of a, a bit of turn uh, in the previous game where they decided to uh, bat first and even. Uh, decided to bowl first and uh, even in the final probably they were backing their batting lineup to deliver the goods and look there was in my opinion the most balanced side uh, especially the kind of batting depth they had they had a deeper a longer lineup batting lineup than even the supernovas the trailblazers i felt were not balanced at all they were the weakest squad um, that the bcci were that the VCCI had given uh, to any of these three teams uh, but velocity had the batting depth to um, you know back their decision to bowl first but yeah when you when you put up a subpar performance as uh, a fielding side i think that chips away at your morale at your confidence to a great extent which i'm sure happened with the velocity team going into that innings break knowing that they had shelled Dotton's chances a few times and they were quite terrible, you know, with the ground fielding as well. So that uh, really gnaws at your uh, confidence as a unit. And no matter how enviable your batting lineup is, it leaves a lot asking of them. But credit to Simrandil Bahadur, who really surprised everyone, though people who follow Indian women's domestic cricket will remember that she had some good cameos lower down with uh, the India a side in the one day challenger trophy last year as well and she is known to be quite a wily customer with the bat when it comes to pinching quick singles or using the reverse v to plunder runs in you know not so conventional regions so it was good to see an indian an indian player put their stamp put their uh, stamp their authority on the final leg of the proceedings as Simran Bahadur did with Laura Volva she literally brought them back uh, in the hunt in that uh, in that final but yes Sophie Eccleston was really good as was Harmanpreet's captaincy which i think uh, warrants a mention because she has been by far the most proactive i have seen her in 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 her in her history, in her tenure as the captain with the Supernovas or the Indian side, and uh, briefly with Punjab as well. She captained Punjab in the recently concluded domestic T20Is. Uh, doesn't play a lot of domestic cricket because of uh, international commitments, of course, and also her commitments with over- overseas fan- franchise leagues. But it was really, really heartening to see Harmanpreet Kaur taking the initiative to slow things down, walking up, running to Sunil Lee's in the penalty ahead of the penalty this ball. is what this is Harman's third uh, WTC title that's right that's right you know she had won that one off exhibition game that uh, began that took place in Mumbai uh, at the Mankhede Stadium in 2018 uh, then went on to win the 2019 edition as well Smriti Madhana's trail places defeated Supernovas in 2020 in Sharjah and here she was again uh, playing a uh, Pivotal role throughout the three matches Supernovas played um, in this edition. And it was really delightful to see Harmanpreet, the player, the batter, the bowler, the fielder, and the captain take center stage and deliver when her time when her team needed to. Right. Supernovas, they were batting first. They scored 165 for seven. Velocity ended up making 161 for eight. Sudar Sharan, let's get you in. I think Anisha mentioned it. There was, there was a period there when Laura Wolfhart and Simran were going 
and i mean simran badur she made a new fan in me and in a new fan in a lot of people and she got a lot of us off our seat in that in those final few overs yes indeed and uh, that particular phase kind of uh, you know tells me that i mean it left me a bit in feeling a bit incomplete because it was almost like i'd enjoyed my meal and was kind of waiting to gorge on the desserts but uh, my tummy was too full before it could kind of if before i could get started that's how short so when, when it reaches so close you want them to go over the line right then when it reaches that close <laughs> yeah and it it also left me wanting more four matches are just not too enough and this is what the fourth time that that this competition is being held so i liked what i saw of simran dilbahadur i loved when she made her debut last year in 2021 against south africa at home she bowled that lovely spell up front with the ball as well so that then we saw simran dilbahadur the bowler but uh, yesterday and throughout this tournament we saw, we kind of saw both facets of her and that kind of excites me as as an indian cricket uh, follower as to we have another seam bowling uh, seam bowling all rounder because there's one in pooja vastrakar who's kind of uh, you know cemented her position i must say but uh, there's one more in simran dil bahadur who's very very promising very uh, a multi utility player i think karthik the verdict is out uh, and i would echo Sudarshanan in this regard that Simran indeed is Bahadur with the ball with the bat on the field as well so yeah it's really good signs <laughs> for indian cricket yeah both well and she she has such confidence it's it's absolutely it's absolutely great to see uh, orisha you mentioned deandra dotton she won player of the match in the final she was named player of the series as well i mean that's probably because the supernovas ended up winning the title but i mean lot of full fat we we know she's arguably one of the best players in the world i think she had a fair shout for it, for, for for those awards as well certainly i think had she been able to get velocity over the line in that uh, final she would have surely walked home with those honors but regardless she you know kept she keeps churning out the kind of performances that is expected uh, of her she is by far one of the most uh, consistent batters i've seen in in the women's game uh, who can who can really uh, tweak her approach especially in a t20 i similar to how meg lanning goes about her business and i've said this time and again if a batter i personally feel has what it takes to equal meg lanning in terms of longevity in terms of consistency in terms of the milestones she has uh, crossed over her decade long career is laura bolward because Yes there are other players who you know do well lots of accolades to their names etc but uh, when it comes to batting with the kind of consistency does i think Laura Willard is in a league of of her own along with the likes of uh, Meg Lanning for sure and uh, she was there at the fair break invitation as well and the way she took the attack um, to the opposition knowing when when to you know flick the switch i think that is a stand out feature in Laura Willard's batting she will take some time initially susses out the conditions the temperament of the opposition attack immensely well you know she wouldn't take she wouldn't do anything that makes you feel as though she is taking a risk but it also sort of testifies to the fact that she's how good she is as um, as a thinker of the game how good her reading of the game is her reading of constructing uh, uh, an innings is or approaching a chase is that's what sets you know good players apart from the great ones and she is part of the latter latter category i feel and uh, for her to have played that 51 uh, 
uh, run unbeaten knock against uh, even the Trailblazers. So it was in a lo- losing cause. I think it would have given Velocity a lot of confidence heading into the final, and it was crucial in them, uh, you know, getting that getting to that pass score. Uh, though they ended up losing that game, so Laura Woolwart, you know, speaks like a captain is a captain um, in waiting for South Africa for sure. But uh, the kind of um, the kind of uh, composure she shows shows on the field and even at press conferences is great and has impeccable reading of the game so that's that's a standout feature trait to have in any player in this and age especially when you know that the women's game is progressing at such a quick uh, a rapid pace that you have to constantly up your game as a batter fielder as a three-dimensional player but here she is who has really worked on her fitness in the last uh, few uh, years three four years since making a mark in that 2017 ODI World Cup, she's really gone from strength to strength. And I can't really see her captain, um, can't really wait to see her captain the South African side. She was a captain for, I think, one odd game, um, if I'm not mistaken, during the South Africa home series, uh, South Africa series at in India last year. But she has everything it takes to succeed uh, as a long-term prospect for South Africa. Yeah, and uh, uh, when it's when the topic's on about Laura Wolfart, I'd better kind of jump in and say that her transformation in the last couple of years or three years is something that has immensely fascinated me because in 2019, when South Africa had come here, she was batting at the top of the other. She was an opener. That was it. But come the T20 World Cup in 2020, she was moved down the order to number five and the impact that she's had it's not just in terms of strike rate, which was then in excess of 150 odd in the in the in the T20 World Cup in Australia, winning two matches on her own, but also that the scores she scored 50s in in, in I think both of the in in one of those games against Pakistan and then in that uh, semi final as well. So at number five, she's had the impact that kind of. Uh, is seen in terms of strike rate as well as averages and that is what has kind of uh, 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 impressed me a lot because even in this T20 challenge she walked in at uh, when the when velocity weren't in the best of positions in both those games and to kind of settle in without uh, you know taking a lot of time and then kind of explode the way she does is is really uh, credit worthy no wonder she was named the batting captain for velocity a batting captain what is that? So this was an interesting approach that Velocity and their coach Devika Palshikar went in with. So Laura Boulevard was in fact made the batting captain of the side. Uh, Kate Cross was the bowling captain and Deepti Sharma was the overall captain. So all their team meetings would have uh, these three players and the coach come together, brainstorm and drop tactics. So I think okay, okay. So th- this is like this is like what we hear the leadership group and the leadership team in 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 any. That's in right. any team these days, in any franchise these days. Uh, okay, fair enough. I think I think that's a good way of looking at it. And velocity, they've they've played they've they've played well. Yeah, you guys you guys mentioned you guys mentioned Simran Dilbadur, uh, another person, uh, Sudarshanan, that has captured our imagination is Kiran Navgire. I mean, okay, I'll tell you I'll tell you the story. Yeah, we were sitting in office during Velocity's match, Sudarshanan versus Supernovas, and our editor in chief Sambit was there, and. I was I was I was doing some other things. I was watching the match, and Sambit kept coming to me, and he's like, "Kartik, 
I want Kiran Navgiri to come out to bat. And all he wanted to do, he, he wasn't watching much of the game, but he wanted to make sure that he got to a television or got back to his TV when she walked out to bat. Unfortunately for him, in that game, Wolfhart and Deepthi Sharma took, took velocity home and Kiran Navgiri didn't get a chance. So we had to wait a couple of days and boy, it was worth it in that match versus the Trailblazers. Indeed. And... Uh... It was all the build-up, wasn't it? How well she played in the senior women's domestic T20 uh, competition where she hit record sixes and that including that uh, 162-run knock unbeaten, which is the highest by any Indian in T20 cricket. So all this kind of wanted, uh, created that hype and expectation and you wanted to see Kiran Navgire in action as quickly as you could because at the other hand, there was Shafali Varma, who's also in many ways uh, a product of this women's T20 challenge. So everybody wanted her to open the batting. But even though that didn't happen, and I was pretty happy to see her in the middle order, yeah, and we got to see the Kiran Navgire show against the Trailblazers, uh, not waiting to see the ball, assess the condition, just six uh, hits a six of the very first ball, and uh, it kind of made the made made us made that wait uh, worth it. Oh, absolutely! That was a stunning start, and then, and then you couldn't take your eyes off. I think she scored what was it, sixty nine in that match. Uh, Laura Wolfart, her Velocity teammate, said. And I quote, I've been watching her in the nets in the last couple of days and we did a power hitting drill and she hit the biggest sixes I have ever seen a woman hit. I praise that. Anisha, tell us a bit about Kiran Navkiri. She, she's, not, she's not some young kid on the block. Kiran is, I think she's 20, 28 and she's been around a while and I, and I think the stories that we've been hearing are she didn't get chances in Maharashtra so she had to go and play for Nagaland. But, but tell us in detail, what's her story? It's a fascinating one simply because she started formal training only uh, in 2017. So that's barely five years. She had a strong grounding in athletics. She would play javelin, shot putt and 100 meter sprint has meddled in all these disciplines for, I think, over 110 times uh, cumulatively, including at the national level. And uh, she had that cricket bug in her, um, as she told ESPN Cricket for uh, during one of our interviews ahead of the uh, Women's T20 Challenge. And it was thanks to um, uh, an invitation tournament, uh, which had a bit of cash prize as an incentive. Uh, she would play in Ahmednagar uh, in Maharashtra, where she would be uh, discovered by uh, her coach, Gulzar Sheikh, who was at the MCA Stadium when she played that 69 run blades and he was obviously he was beaming he was immensely proud to see his uh, disciple perform the way she did and the fact that her journey from that tournament in Ahmednagar in Maharashtra to the Women's T20 Challenge platform may not have come about had she not made that move from Maharashtra to Nagaland and we need to understand that this is a, a very normal and routine sort of a thing that happens in the domestic circuit, whether it be for the men's game and or the women's game, several uh, you know several of these top flight, top drawer teams have so many stars and so many performance performers in their ranks that uh, it's difficult for uh, the relatively unknown prospects to get a look in. You know, let alone make it to the starting eleven. For them to even make the squad of fifteen is a is quite a challenge. So what they do, and even India and international internationals who continue to play on the domestic circuit, uh, they 
they do make this move to the smaller teams with lower profiles teams that do not have the kind of uh, personnel uh, in their own state they look to get in outstation players as professionals and it worked in kiran's favor and it worked how because here she was making a statement throughout the domestic t20 i t20 season the senior women's t20 uh, tournament that sudarshan and uh, alluded to earlier in this conversation because what the selectors took note of is the fact that yes she was hitting those big sixes and the sixes were coming so were the 50s and the 162 run knock against teams that are not as established as say a mumbai or a, a baroda or a karnataka railways but the fact that she was consistently scoring those runs it wasn't that you know it was a one off she uh, her form flagged off after one or two innings at the start no it wasn't the case she took nagaland to the knockouts um, and uh, was able to deliver on a consistent basis is what caught the selectors i and then they were like okay let's give this person a chance can she deliver it uh, against world class bowlers well we have the answer now don't we though yes she was uh, tested by deandra dotin um, in that yeah, following look, innings look you you're saying we have the answer but we have a sample size of one innings and in the second one in the final you you mentioned it i mean it was a struggle 13 balls without scoring that's right and credit to harmanpreet kaur and her think tank deandra dotton the way she executed as well what we sh- saw with shafali as well when he, when she burst onto the scene again through the women's t20 challenge platform back in 2019 in jaipur and the subsequent innings that she played during her international debut against south africa in india was the struggle against the short pitch deliveries and here to we see in kiran that she is not a well rounded package a polished package just yet she needs a lot of work in terms of possibly her fielding as well she has got a rocket arm you know we were watching her fetch balls from uh, over the uh, advertisement cordon uh, cordons in the maharashtra at the maharashtra cricket association stadium and the way she would fire them into uh, the field was breathtaking but you could tell she's not among the more fitter players that you would want to have in a national team not to mention that india already have so many concerns with their fielding uh, at the national level in the world cups especially so they would need kiran to uh, work on her fielding and also work on the kind of uh, loopholes that we saw in that 13 ball duck unable to you know figure out where, whether to go on the front foot back foot how to duck um, bouncers all of that needs working on but uh, going by the sheer raw power you know the sheer ability to clear the boundary like it's a private property it's a backyard that deserves to be given um, exposure because you don't you don't get look 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 onisha if if it's private property if it's someone else's backyard you're probably not getting the ball back yeah Uh, he was just probably glad that it happened at that in pude uh, sudarshan anyone else caught your eye i mean of course there was the old seasoned jemima rodrigues who kind of uh, had a welcome return among runs and i was surprised that trailblazers left out uh, s megana in their first outing because she was a certain she should have been a certain starter given that she narrowly missed out 
being part of that 15 in the Indian uh, World Cup squad. She was amongst the reserves, of course. So she had impressed in New Zealand. She'd done well in the in her second coming to the Indian side. So I thought that she would be a perfect, uh, a sure starter. She couldn't, and I was I mean I was a bit disappointed that we couldn't see the left armers in either Monica Patel for Supernovas or uh, uh, Shraddha Pokharkar for Trailblazers because those were bowlers that you know were different from the rest because there are so many right arm seamers uh, a variation would have been uh, would have been perhaps a bit different that novelty factor but i liked to see the return to form of jemima rodriguez i mean uh, she is making the right noises away from the indian side she did well in the 100 the wbbl and as well in the t20 uh, domestic tournament so i think that if if i were to pick one name without uh, you know having a space for another i'll i'll be going with jemima look uh, jemima rocked rocked the 100 last year and and it's not too far away this time around as well so we could hear a lot more noise about jemima rodriguez and maybe a return to the india side as well so that's when you mentioned you missed out on maybe watching for a few players maybe some of them should have got a chance in the 11 you know i have a solution for that why not why not have more than just three teams why not have more than just four games then you probably will get to see your left arm pacers yeah indeed and if 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 like like onisha wrote in many of her pieces if indeed this is the beginning of the end or the end of the uh, the other uh, start or whatever that is if it is indeed that then we are slowly okay okay let's, let's 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 get down to it there have been noises towards a full fledged ipl right so ashran we'll stay with you and then we'll go to onisha but there have been noises and this is why we're assuming that in this current iteration this is probably going to be the last edition of three teams and four games Yes, indeed, and one of the mini indications, if I may say, was that uh, at the venue, I uh, I saw this on social, and I know I I don't know if uh, Anisha can confirm a, a bit later that there were chants from the crowd that they uh, they that. there should be a women's ipl next season and brijesh patel who was down there for the final seemed to you know through sign language say that 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 it's on i mean that's all secondary that's all uh, distant as long as it doesn't come on paper we aren't sure but i think this is this this the way this was planned seemed to suggest that uh, this is the end because uh, you 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 see the depth in indian cricket because only three three games uh, four games overall and not everybody could kind of get a chance to play especially the domestic cricketers as, as i said two two of whom missed out and they were they were even no shikha pande and the likes as well so i think these are indication that we at least a six team women's ipl should be on for 2023 and there's a whole bunch of overseas talent as well like i were there any australians i'm i'm not really sure just the one in alana king yeah just 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 king but then there was there, there are so many slots that you can fill right like that's all i'm saying yeah indeed and uh, 12 leaves very little loom from for player from for players from england there were uh, the likes of marizan cup and dane fannika who could make it as well so yeah there's the potential is immense it just is kind of time to kind of get down to it as they say kartik uh, a quick point about what sudarshanan just said about you know trailblazers not playing as megna i think this is an unspoken unofficial sort of uh, um you know acknowledgement acceptance on the part of the three squads that once you once the bcci gives them four overseas players 
it's sort of the right thing to play all four of them at least in the first game which is what dictated trailblazers decision because all if you see how all all squads have gone about um, you know picking their 11s they've played all four overseas players in their ranks so the fact that uh, sharmin akhtar was left out in the following game was probably because she wasn't able to perform the way they they expected her to and also clubbed with the reality that trailblazers needed somebody to give that batting impetus to stay alive in the contest or just push their case for uh, for the final so it's it's unfair on the part of the teams as well and unfair um on the players overseas and indians alike to you know be given just three matches uh in total that if you make the final that is so yeah i totally agree with uh, sudarshan and and you that this leaves one longing for a lot more than uh, they are being given at the moment Look I'm I'm going to give you I'm going to give you an old an old a tired argument that that you have definitely heard probably more than others women's cricket doesn't bring in the crowds women's cricket doesn't bring in the money I I mean I don't think that's true at all and uh, that should that should maybe mean not your main priority for promoting the sport as 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 a governing body and I'm, I don't think the BCCI thinks that way as well. I think the sounds that are coming out are right. But let's talk about the crowds in in Pune. Uh, I mean, someone can just put up a screenshot of that afternoon game saying, "Look at this! The stands were empty. It's boiling in Pune, and the stands would be empty if you play in the afternoon." So I think that's an unfair representation. You mentioned there were what nine, ten thousand in the final. Yeah, yeah, there were close to nine thousand odd people in the final, and it started off with a healthy turnout in the first game. One eight, one two. ticketed spectators because as i uh, you know mentioned earlier people had to pay to watch these games for the first time in the history of the four seasons of the women's t20 challenge the turnout dipped in the second game for obvious reasons as you as you rightly mentioned uh, 775 odd people showing up because it was an afternoon game uh, match 3 again uh, it was a tightly contested game uh, to close to 2000 500 people showed up and the final of course uh, it reminded me when i took a walk uh, from the press box and uh, you know walked all the way down to the entrance i could see people queuing up and remaining queued up for at least the start of the first over so i had to literally watch that first uh, for watch the first three balls of the innings on my phone simply because i was busy getting some visuals of how you know frenetic it looked how how manic it looked uh to see all of those people queuing up uh, chanting a velocity's name deepthi sharma shifali verma i walked up to a couple of young boys saying uh, what is it that you like about velocity they are like are deepthi sharma acha uh, deepthi sharma acche lagte hai i said okay theek hai uh, unfortunate for them that this i lost on that night but uh, you know the fact that there is a sense of familiarity with the names of the players with uh, their the style of play it it does feel uh, you know very very uh, rewarding to have followed this this tournament from the 2018 edition in wankhere personally speaking and to be there uh, in pune doing the similar kind of box pop sided but yeah the the crowd the very fact that this was the first time the tournament was ticketed with prices ranging from 100 rupees to 300 rupees uh, that's indian currency of course uh, it did uh, sort of underline the fact that yes the bcci were, were trying to test the waters in terms of how things might shape up 
should there be a women's ipl from what i know they are looking at a 25 day window sometime in march as things stand at the moment look things are very very flexible and fluid um all i can do is report but this is what the talk has been like in the bc in the bcci corridors in terms of trying to come up with a six team women's ipl sometime before the um, before the men's tournament gets underway so they are looking to pack it all in in a 25 day period before the men's uh, equivalent gets underway if that happens and if these 9000 odd people showing up in the final um, is any sign to go by i think the bcci should take heart from the fact that despite minimal advertising locally they were able to attract this kind of a uh, this kind of a turnout Yeah look we'll probably discuss this more when plans get finalized march is still like you mentioned quite some time away uh before i let you go finally uh anisha we'll we'll stay with you you wanted a word on what's coming up in in women's cricket for the rest of 2022 Yep, especially for uh, the Indian women's cricket team because look, they had a terrible outing at the World Cup, the ODI World Cup in uh, March, April. So they have a lot to ponder in terms of how they can bounce back. This is likely the last year uh, we could be seeing two of their longest-serving members, Mithali Raj and Julian Goswami, playing. However, that you know that scenario pans out. However, those storylines. Uh, finish the indian team needs to pull, pull their socks up and uh, get down to business because they have a potential tour of uh, sri lanka coming up though it may be unlikely that it does go on given the situation in sri lanka and all of that so we will we'll have to wait and watch how that pans out but there's the big ticket uh, event uh, first up in the commonwealth games followed by uh, a bilateral series against England um which could again potentially be the swan song of the two stalwarts should they not decide to uh, you know continue until they get a farewell they are given a farewell at home either way it it would be great for them to be accorded the kind of farewell that uh, would be befitting of befitting of their you know celebrated careers and there's the asia cup uh, sometime later in the year could be in october or december and australia world champions uh, across limited overs formats will then pay india a visit in december as was announced uh, on monday and then the bandwagon moves to the uh, world cup season in south africa under 19 world cup for the first time for women's cricket followed by the senior t20 world cup so a lot to look forward to uh, not just for the indian team but for their fans and how the steam in transition shapes up a um, lot lots of chatter around captaincy who becomes the next captain does harmanpreet continue does mandana come uh, into the picture deepthi sharma mind you has done well as a captain in the women's t20 challenge and her maiden uh, stint as uh, women's t20 challenge side captain so uh, lots of permutations and combinations and uh, lots of selection decisions to be made uh, by the five member panel uh, led by neetu neetu david simply because we've we've uh, touched upon this earlier too given there were a few um, impressive performances from the mix of uncapped indian players and also players who've been in and out of the side like jimima rodrigues harleen diol the another name that comes to mind rashi kanodia left arm spinner did immensely well bowled bowled four overs gave away just 22 runs no wickets but for her to have you know put in the kind of performance she did in the final impressive simply because radha yadav and 
um rajeshwari gaikwad are the only two big names in the left arm spin bowling ranks that india have at the moment so lots to be seen kiran navgire how her story pans out uh, will be interesting to watch as well and jamima rodricks again uh, somebody who was built for great things and i strongly believe she is somebody who who needs to be backed and not just be unceremoniously left out of squads of big ticket events especially um so yeah a lot is shaping up um for the indian cricket fan to keep an eye out on yeah absolutely exciting times darshan what are you looking forward to the most i think one of the biggest thing is how india do in the commonwealth games because we've seen that they have the ability we saw what they could do if they they kind of pull their forces together in the women's world cup earlier this year we saw glimpses of what ability there are in 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 uh, uh, in the domestic circuit when we saw the women's t20 challenge so if everything kind of could come together and if india can you know under ramesh pawar's head coach uh, the head coach if india can kind of uh, you know do the unthinkable if if i say so uh, in 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 at the commonwealth games so that is the biggest uh, i think attraction for me and then of course the england tour as well because it's always interesting to watch india play in england and uh, you know in those uh, conditions so these are the two big ticket events that i am keenly looking forward to but then there are these others uh, like australia coming to uh, australia playing pakistan later at home and all those and then they coming to india so all these things that lead up to the t20 world cup next year so lost look forward to but the first thing is the commonwealth games Lots to look forward to indeed. So from the women's T20 challenge, congratulations supernovas. Well done Velocity and the Trailblazers as well. Sudarshanan, Anesha Ghosh, thank you so much for joining us on Stump Mike. Listener, we're recording a men's IPL edition of this of this podcast a little later today as well. So that's something to look forward to on our feed. Otherwise, we'll see you next on Friday. 